Welcome to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman, a collaborative podcast with Pass It On Network. This program is brought to you by all of Community Services. Seniors deserve to have a fulfilling life with dignity and respect, but as we transition into our elderhood years, this doesn't always happen. Join us today as we discuss some of the most important issues that seniors face and provide much-needed answers to your questions. Now, here is Phyllis Amon. Welcome to Senior Straight Talk, presenting informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. I'm Phyllis Amon, your host. The show, which began in September of 2019, was formerly known as Voices for Elder Care Advocacy, and the library of all of the episodes can be found on the Voice America Empowerment Channel under the name Seniors Straight Talk. They can also be downloaded on popular podcast platforms. The show is now also syndicated on the Voice America Influencers Channel, so please remember to like, click, and share the episodes. For those listeners who are in what I call SOS mode, stressed, overwhelmed, and stretched, watch out for my upcoming free caregiver distress recovery challenge, helping caregivers find a path to bringing much needed self-care into their daily routine. It features empathy, my registered trademark, which is also the basis of a self-care commitment letter and teaches strategies from my proprietary framework for self-care, self-kindness, self-compassion, and self-forgiveness. Strategies that will surely help you feel recharged and re-energized as you face life's challenges. Family members considering taking on the role of caregiver or those just beginning the caregiver journey can find valuable information in my course, A Caregiving Guide for Caregivers, The Basics. My latest book, Dignity and Respect, Are Our Aging Parents Getting What They Deserve is available on Amazon in both paperback and ebook formats. The book addresses critical information about how we care for and treat our elder citizens in our families, our communities, in nursing homes, and in assisted living residences. And I'm honored that Dr. Bill Thomas wrote the foreword for the book. So I hope you'll purchase a copy and encourage your friends and colleagues to do the same. Senior Straight Talk is very proud of the collaborative partnership with the Pass It On Network, a global peer learning network for positive aging advocates and a member of the United Nations Open-Ended Working Group on Aging. Senior Straight Talk and the Pass It On Network continue bringing listeners informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. And I'm proud to have Olive Community Services, a nonprofit organization in Fullerton, California, as a Senior Straight Talk sponsor. Olive Community Services is dedicated to providing culturally appropriate services to the diverse senior population. And I'm always happy to welcome my newest sponsor, Active Pure Technology, an active patent technology that is the clean air solution for COVID pollution. Active Pure Technology delivers measurable and guaranteed results giving you the peace of mind to know that you are providing a safe environment and the best protection for the people you care for, whether in your business or in your home. And now I'd like to introduce today's guest. My featured guest is founder of Women's Successful Living. To help women understand that to give fully to others, we must prioritize our own self-care. 
as a naturopathic empowerment life coach, published author and speaker. My guest loves helping women put themselves first authentically without guilt, empowering women to reach for more out of life so that they don't look back wondering where they were in their own autobiography. Women she works with become sheroes of their lives, finding their inner pearl to greatness. She provides women with private and group coaching, quarterly tribe meetings, and yearly pajama retreats. And she loves empowering women with tools to help them set goals to achieve their vision while taking care of their families and professional life. So it is my great pleasure to introduce you to Pearl Chirenza. Hi, Phyllis. Thanks so much for for agreeing to be here with me today at the beginning of the new year. I think it's really a great way to start the new year talking about women empowerment and self-care. We're aligned um, with that on that purpose, on that journey. Uh, We met recently and connected around that. And I just think it's great that we have the opportunity to bring this to listeners today. I love being here with you, Phyllis. I love your energy. I love that the connection and, and we can't forget the fact that we both have that beautiful red hair, right? Right. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. Kindred redhead spirits, right? That's right. That's right. So happy new year. And I'm excited to be here because I love what you do. And um, as, as somebody who helped take care of my granny during her elder days with, with my mom. And then I, as you know, I shared, I also have a, a clubhouse room on Saturday evenings at seven o'clock that we do for around self-care and, and supporting the caregiver. So having, having people like you that do the things that you do, I think is so important because there's a lack of things for the caregiver and, and knowledge. So it's really important. We have people like yourself and your organization and all those great sponsors as well. Oh, thanks an awful lot. And I, I want you to talk about these Saturday evening clubhouses that you have for caregivers, because as you said, I mean, caregivers, there are over 4 million unpaid caregivers in this country, and they really aren't celebrated enough for for what they do, not only for the people that they care for, but for, for society in general. Yeah. So it came out of, I can't take credit for the room. I have the club. The club is called Spilling Tea Self-Care. And the club is about self-care, about doing things for yourself, putting yourself first. And I love a cup of tea. So we always talk about having it around a cup of tea and, you know, sipping a cup of tea for yourself and just taking time, whether you're meditating, journaling, whatever that is you're doing for your self-care. My friend and my my co-partner, we do a lot of things together. Her name is Sharon R.G., she has a company called Mending Meditation, and she te- she lives and takes care of her elder mom, who happens to be named Pearl as well. And okay. so we just, it's just a great, our connection, we met on social media. We've never met physically in person. It's just been social media and Zooms. And, and so she started talking about the, the challenges she was having as a caregiver for her mom. And it was just on her heart to start this room every Saturday evening. And it's Saturday evenings at 7 p.m. It's in the Spilling Tea Self-Care Club. And we are, we have that room and her and I go into that room and we're not in there to really talk about what it is we offer and we do. It, it does come up at times, but it's more to have a space for caregivers to talk about the challenges they're having, talk about how they feel alone or how, you know, we had one person talk about how they try to take a vacation when they came back, they had family members trying to say they were neglecting their family member because they had found a place for the family member, the care, the person they're caregiving for. 
to be at a safe space and be taken care of so they could have some time away. Um, and it's not just, I want to clarify too, it's not just for someone who's taking care of an elderly relative. As you and I know, you could be caregiving for an infant that's going to have lifelong caregiving needs, will never be able to be independent, right? Correct. Um, it, it, that could be somebody who's gotten a, in a traumatic car accident that's you know, going to have to be taken care of the rest of their lives. Caregiving can be any of that, those, you know, aspects of, of it. And so Sharon was like, there's no, there's no rooms out there to talk to. So we, she started the room. I would say it's been about six months almost now. And that we go from anywhere for an hour to we've been to four hours. We don't shut it down by a certain time. We don't, we both made the commitment that Saturday night is for this room and to help these caregivers. And we've had, you know, we've had people come in there and we don't, we don't time them. When you start talking, you talk, we all pour in. Yes, Sharon and I are the moderators, but we have people that come in. We have a, a beautiful lady named Phyllis. She comes in there and she just talks a beautiful Phyllisisms, we call them, because she just speaks so positively into you, you know, and, and so we talk about things like, what do you do if you're frustrated and you feel like nobody's helping you and you just need a break for five minutes? So we talk right. about you know, we said, go in the closet, get said, oh, at the pillow, right? I love that because, because it's so funny. I tell people, you know, caregivers at work, because uh, as the listeners may know, I spent most of my career working in nursing homes as a speech and language pathologist. And I'm also a dementia care specialist. And I still cover in nursing homes from time to time. I am right now, actually. And I tell caregivers, that uh, to take a bathroom break, but not necessarily because you have to use the bathroom. Just take a bathroom break. It sounds like a funny thing. Go in there, do whatever you have to do. Scream, yell, listen to your favorite music. Um, bring up um, you know, a comedy routine if you'd like, or just bring up some pictures of vacation spots. Whatever it is that you want to do for five minutes that will just help relieve that tension. And that yeah. is a form of self-care. People don't think of it that way. Yeah. And that's, you know, because that's what I do. I, you know, I work with women around self-care and finding ways to have self-care without guilt. And how do you incorporate your family into that? You know, I mean, so those that have listeners that have young kids I, that I work with, they'll be like, yeah, but I've got my children. Okay. Take your daughter to go get a mani petty together. That's still <laughs> self-care. You're spending time sit down and watch a movie together as a family, you know, whatever that is that you have to incorporate, incorporate it. And so one of the things we talked about often in, in the room is we do talk about how, you know, you, people will tell you all the time that, Oh, I'll help you. Whatever you need, Phyllis, just tell me and I'll be there. Right. And then you call them and they're like, Oh, I'm busy or I'm this. Right. <laughs> so we talk about, Hey, when they say that say, okay, what can you help with? And what day can you help? Right. And can I commit to you on this day each month? Right. And then that way you narrow it down. If they can't, they're, they're, they're going to tell you they're not available. Right. Right. So we talk, we love to talk about those things. And, you know, and then we also meet them where they're at. If they, if they're like, we had one lady, her, her dad passed, you know, she's been talking about all this time about caregiving and how she'd go over and read the newspaper and, you know, just things like that. And, and when he passed, we were just there for her. We we're just there right. to support her and be there. And that's really what this is about. And I can tell you everybody who comes into that room they tell us all the time, which is so humbling for really for me, but I'm honored that Sharon chose my club to host it in. As I say, there's not a space that we offer for that. And there's not enough right. out in the public world for that. It's, you know, and so it's also like grieving, you know, people talk about how there's not a lot of grief, grief support groups. 
I, I agree. And the interesting thing, um, two things I'm going to say. One, I think I already just forgot. I don't know why, but it's because when you said about grieving is because I, I wrote an article about this a while back that was published in the National Council of Certified Dementia Practitioners newsletter. And uh, people don't realize that they're grieving through this process. Yes. Um, especially if especially if it's somebody that either has a terminal illness or it's or it's something like Alzheimer's or, or, or some other kind of cognitive loss where the person, you're, you're kind of losing the person right in front of you, but they're right. still there. And there is a grieving process associated with it. And that is never acknowledged. Yeah, and that's, that we do talk about that in the club as well, because you know, you are, like you said, I remember my granny. I mean, I remember as a little girl, the things I do with granny. And as she went through her stages of dementia, I was like, wow, we're losing her. And, you know, every so often I'll make, I'll make a recipe that my grandmother made. And my mom, like, did you get your granny's recipe? I'm like, no, I just put it together. She must right. be in, you know, sitting it down to me from heaven. Channeling, you're channeling her, right? Channeling her recipe. Exactly. Right? So, right. so we, so yeah, so we talk about that. And so we, you know, we talk about how to get, you know, it's okay to ask for help. Cause sometimes as caregivers, I remember my mom, she would be like, I can't ask for help. My mom, bring granny to my, when my grandmother could come to my house when it didn't disrupt her, you know, her routine would, I'd have her come down to my house sometimes for a week. I'm like, let me just take care of her for a week, you know? But so we talk about how it's okay to ask for help, you know? And, and then we, we also talk about how sometimes the help's not there. So you've got to look at other places, other, right. other services, right? right. And, and there are, there are like uh respite places, for instance, yes. like a nursing home, not that you're, I think there are feelings associated with that, but they do provide respite care. Right. Um, or even, even day, I mean, adult care, they have, there's places during the day, if you've got to work, cause there are some caregivers that have to go to work, you know, that right. they can't, you know, so we, we talk about that. And then we also talk about the fact that they've got to do something for themselves because right. you know, statistics show that the caregiver dies before the person being cared oh, for. Correct. A lot of people don't know that. Right. Yeah. So we talk about things to do around that. And, you know, even if it's just going for a quick walk or, you know, if you want to get in a shower, have to be on the telephone with your care, the person you're caregiving, right. let them talk to them, just things like that. We, we really go through. So it's, it's a blessing. I love doing it. Um, I'm very honored that Sharon, you know, has run it and I'm honored that Sharon's mom's name is Pearl. And you absolutely. Know, so, so, so you both pearls to this, um, to this entire to caregivers, you, you're yeah. both to caregivers. So I think that's a very apt names for what you're doing. Thank um, you. I, and just going, you know, further with with what you said about um, also when when I was talking about retreats that you have that that um, you know after people lose somebody uh, that they've been caring for for a long time that. Um, you know, there, there is a, a need uh, for some kind of um, self-care period of time to, to kind of replenish yourself because it's very difficult to care for this extended period of time. And very often when people take on this caregiving role, they, it's, it starts in one place, but they especially if it's somebody who's going to have increasing care needs, like if they have increasing uh, cognitive loss, as opposed to somebody, let's say, who's, who's had a stroke or in an accident and you see what's in front of you. But right. with Alzheimer's or any kind of cognitive loss, you don't, it, it progresses. 
And so where you start obviously is a very different place than where you end up. And there's a, a process that people go through. And then at the end of that, they really need to replenish themselves. Uh, even though they're, they may be exercising some self-care in the process, at the end of that journey, uh, they really need to, to really spend some time replenishing themselves. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And, and, you know, we have, we've had some women come to our retreat that have lost a loved one, not necessarily because they're self-caring for them, but you're right. When you do, you know, once you're the, the loved one is no longer here and you've done that, you know, that caregiving for so long, you have to not only grieve the loss of the, that loved one, but the grieve the loss of all those times you've been caregiving, Correct. You know, you're kind of doing two different griefs there. And so it's important to have a good team around you, a good supportive system around you, you know, and it doesn't hurt for anybody that's listening. It does not hurt to go talk to a therapist or get a coach. You know, I'm a coach, even coaches need coaches. So it's really important to, you know, having avenues like what you offer here, Phyllis, to have the opportunity to take some lessons and what you're, you're doing by bringing guests on to share and talk about this. It's so important that, that caregivers know that they're not alone out there. Absolutely. I don't know uh, if they did it. Was there a Rose Bowl parade this year? The reason I'm, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't pay attention, but I think it was two years ago was the first year that the Rose Bowl parade had a float dedicated to caregivers. No, I did not know that. That's awesome. I, I went to the Rose Parade once in my life. Before I had kids, my husband and I said, we're going to go do that. So it's very cool, but I think that's really cool. That's, a, you know, we need to honor caregivers. And, you know, it's so important that, you know, that we keep that in mind. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to take a, a short break. Uh, we'll be right back on Senior Straight Talk, sponsored by Active Pure Technology, and having this wonderful conversation with Pearl Chirenza about about women and caregivers and the importance of self-care. So we'll be back in a few. Phyllis Amon, owner of Phyllis Amon Associates, provides strategic solutions to families seeking care for their loved ones and coaches them to become more effective advocates. Her expertise comes from working in over 45 nursing homes. Phyllis, known for her passion, empathy, high-quality care standards, and quality life for older adults, is an experienced educator, speaker, and trainer. She's bridged the gap from healthcare to public and private sector businesses on topics from communication, caregiving, empathy, and novel approaches to team building and leadership. You are tuned in to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman. If you'd like to leave us a question or comment about our program, please feel free to email the host at phyllis at seniorstraighttalk.com. Now back to Senior Straight Talk. Welcome back to Senior Straight Talk, sponsored by Active Pure Technology. And I'm here with Pearl Chiarenza. And we're talking about wonderful topic about caregiving and self-care and what we need to do as women for ourselves as we care for other people, because um, we tend to give, 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 and we forget ourselves in the process. And as I always say, you can't pour from an empty cup right? You need your gas in your own tank. Otherwise you have nothing left for anyone else. So true. You can't pour from an empty cup. I love that. That's, and that's kind of interesting. You bring that up, but it kind of goes along with what we're about to adventure on soon here. Um, we, we, we do a retreat every year and we go 
we either go to the beach one year or the mountains another year. And so this past September, it was the mountains of Georgia, and we're in Florida. So we decided, let's try this Conversations with Pearl popping, drop in into a network group. So we reached out to a group in um, Atlanta, and we said, hey, there's about 10 of us women that are coming along. We love to stop in. And they happened to be meeting the day we would be going through Atlanta. We'd love to stop in and just say, hi, here's who we are. What do you guys do? And let's talk about where we are as women. And then a lot of them, of course, were entrepreneurs or business owners. And then as uh, in that realm as well. And so we stopped in and we had such a great time getting to know one another, talking about, you know, were you struggling in your business or what was successful in your business? Or some of them were what I call CEO moms because you run a house, you're a CEO of a house. I love that, right? You're a CEO. So we were talking to some CEO moms and we just had conversations, you know, around how can, how, what support do you need? And some of them were like businesses. So they could like talk to each other saying like a paparazzi, two paparazzis were there. They're like, well, this is what I did that was successful. This is what I did that wasn't successful, right? So we walked away from there that realizing that the vision I had to take a vintage Shasta camper and convert it inside into a bougie living room and pop in around the country. So she's called Pop and Pearl. So Pop and Conversations with Pearl. And we're going to take three other women are going to tag along with me. And we're going to show up at other women network groups, maybe some CEO mom groups and talk about what's happening in their world. Where do they need help? just have conversations with women that maybe we don't stop and have with one another. And we're going to do it inside this living room and just, you know, about 20 people sit down together and just converse about what's going on and where they need help. And we're excited because you and I were together at Bill Walsh's um, uh, Ultimate Wealth Camp a couple weeks ago. And I made so many great connections that I've already, like we're in the middle of getting her ready and we're already getting called. Can you come? Can you come? And we're like, right. we're almost there. We're almost there, you know, but so we are, we're in the process of getting that off. We think that in February, we'll probably have our first stop picked. Um, we're working on that right now with a couple of people, but we're just waiting to get, we need one more sponsor to finish her off and, and then we'll be off and running with her. And so the goal is to go out once a month to different areas, um, different cities. And then when we're there, um, we have a nonprofit. We're not, we're not announcing it yet, but we have a nonprofit that we're partnering up with and you've met them, you've been around them, but we're partnering with them because we believe that what they're doing is so important to get the message across the country for women. To, so we want to make sure that we are connected with the nonprofit because I, I, I believe in giving back for what right, I receive. Right. So we're going to take that nonprofit along with us. And we have another nonprofit that's going to collect. I can say this now because we're already working on it, but um, we're going to collect the smiles for this, um, the smile foundation that um, is out there. So I'm really excited about that. So we're going to create a, a book around um, everybody's beautiful smile and all these great oh, women's smiles. So, so, so is it, are you, you working with Ken Rashawn? Yep, camera Sean. Right. So Grant. I have a I have a smile book, by the way. Oh yay! So you know the smile book. So yes, yeah, so we're gonna create a smile book right. with Pop and Pearl. Okay, so I have a smile book. Um, it's a leadership book. I did it um when in the first go-around that he was doing. And the reason I wanted to do a leadership book at the time was because I wanted Frank Shankowitz, the co-founder of the Make Wish Foundation, in my book. And he was in my book. And, right. 
as a result of that, I did have Frank Shankowitz when I uh, transitioned to a podcast from the radio show. Frank Shankowitz was on my podcast. And he also wrote a beautiful testimonial for my book, Dignity and Respect, Our Aging Parents Getting What They Deserve. So oh, I I'm love it. Very, That's very proud of that. And I, I met Ken. Um, uh, I had been trying to connect with him uh, for uh, quite some time by phone and text, and it, it didn't work. And then one day I text him. He's an amazing guy. If anybody wants to look into the, the smiling, uh, the Keep Smiling movement, it's a wonderful organization. Ken Rashan is a phenomenal guy. And I text him and it, he, he said, let's talk now. Um, I had never spoken to him before. He was in an airport. It was four o'clock in the morning, wherever he was. We wound up talking for like an hour and a half. And it just went from there. He's an amazing guy. And I believe if I'm correct, and I don't think he'd mind me saying his mother had Alzheimer's disease. So mm -hmm you know, there's a connection around that as well. Yeah. And I just had him on my podcast the other day because Eddie, I don't know if you met Eddie at the events that we were yes. at. So Eddie, we're trying to fundraise for Eddie for some money to get, um, he's got a beautiful smile. We want right. to enhance it. And so we had him on my podcast, which that'll be out in a couple of weeks. So, so yeah, so we're, we're partnering with Ken to whatever city we go into, Ken is going to make sure that we have those connections to take those pictures for our his keep smiling movement. And oh, that's a, that's that. really a beautiful thing. And I'll tell you that I hadn't met Ken until uh, September of this year when I went to Greg Reed's Secret Knock event, which actually is kind of how I met you because I met Bill Walsh at that event, and that's how I got to Rainmaker, and that's where I met you. So, oh wow! Oh, listening about Greg Reed's event, they could contact me. It's really a phenomenal event to to attend, but um. So uh, I was there talking with someone and I was telling them um, about a variety of things. I don't remember how Ken Rashawn's name came up and she said, Ken Rashawn is here. I said, really? Ken Rashawn is here? I never met him up until that point. So it was really quite terrific. He's an it's amazing so cool that It's so cool. All those six degrees of separation. And right. you know, and for those that are listening, it's really important to Take advantage of every opportunity that gets put in front of you. Don't let it go. Follow up on those opportunities because you don't know where it's going to A, lead you, but B, lead you to share your message and pay it out to the world, right? Correct. And the, the, I, I was just thinking as you were, we were talking about self-care, that smiling is an important part of not only what you could do for someone else, but what you could do for yourself. And if people can try and practice this. I tell people to look in the mirror and smile at themselves in the morning, because when you see a smile looking back at you, it not only when you smile, does it increase the, you know, your endorphins, but when you see a smiling a smile, even your own reflecting back at you, it will automatically put you in a different frame of mind. It, by the way, it's not an easy thing to do. Not at all. I would suggest people could really just put a sticky on their mirror and just when they're looking in the mirror in the morning, when they're brushing their teeth, just say smile, um, that that could be a signal to just smile in the mirror at yourself. And that will set up a whole way of feeling of positivity throughout the day. I want to, I want to agree with you on that one and also give you a, a, a quick story. So my sister-in-law, 
She had a fall a few years ago. They think she had a health incident. She fell. She has front lobal amnesia. So every morning she wakes up, she doesn't know who she is, where she is. Oh my goodness. So on her mirror, it says you, she has a saying, I believe it says something like, you are a beautiful person and your name is her name. And then she's got her notes in her phone. So she looks at that mirror every day and she, you know, forces herself to remember, help remember. And so it's good. I love what you said about, it's not easy to look in the mirror because imagine being her every day, having a look in the mirror and knowing that she doesn't remember the day before she doesn't remember the whole last year, you know? And so it's really important. It's not easy, but it's really important to put that smile on your face and really feel it because when you feel it inside and you're grateful for it, it's such, it's so powerful for your endorphins, for your outlook on life. And uh, speaking of Ken Rashawn, he shared this, and I think it's so cool to do this. It's not only smile at yourself, but smile at these people. But how about you take it one step further? Ken shared this in my podcast. And I know he's not going to care that I share. He has an index, Rolodex cards with people's names and their information on it. He takes 10 a day out. So he has about 3,600, I think he said. He takes 10 out a day and he messages them. He just randomly takes 10. He doesn't know who he's going to pick, picks it up. And it might be you, Phyllis. And he'll message you, hey, Phyllis, thinking about you today. Have a great day. I mean, I was like, how powerful is that to, you know? Oh, my goodness. I mean, we have our phones. I know nobody can't see, but I'm holding my phone up. How many numbers do you have on your phone? Just send a text to somebody. Hey, I'm thinking about you today. Have a great day. Can you imagine the smile you put on somebody's face? Absolutely. I love it. Uh, Because I've also told people that uh, even if, so I hadn't thought of that, obviously, because that's Ken's idea, right? But if, if you think about when you leave your house, and I do, I, I, it becomes part of you. And it, it also depends on your personality. I'm not saying that that doesn't influence that. But if I stop at this stationery store, I always have a few words to say, and either, you know, we smile at each other, have a great day. If you stop and get coffee, say thank you and smile at someone. People appreciate that and it will make you feel better. Oh yeah. You've made their day as well. Have you seen the Wendy's commercial? Okay, so all of a sudden on Facebook, I'm seeing these videos pop and somebody's going, who made this sandwich? Or who who made, you know, they're like they're at some restaurant and they're going, who made whatever it was they're eating? And people, and you can see the employees behind the counter going, oh no, what's wrong? What's wrong? Right. And they'll go, so-and-so did it. And, and the person would say, this is the best sandwich you ever made. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, what a cool idea. Well, right. I was watching a football game the other day with my husband and there's a football, I think it's a football player. I don't even remember who the act, who the sports guy is, but he's at Wendy's and he's got a sandwich and he goes in and says, this is the best burger you ever made me. And I was like, that's where you came from. But I thought, how cool is that? Because so many times people complain about their meal. I mean, I, I don't know what it is. When you, usually when I go out, you know, because I, I eat certain ways, I have to, I have to cut out some things. So sometimes my meal does not come out the best and I try to just go with it. But a lot of times it comes out cold or whatever, and I can't do that. So, you know, I try to be really grace, graceful and asking them to, you know, could you heat it up or do something? But how many times do, do you see people going, this is the best pasta I ever had in front of me, right? Right. Probably not that often. Right. Probably, so if probably. we could do that, 
If we could do that in the world, just find one thing a day to pick one person that you're, like you said, you go in a store and just say, you have the best smile or your hair looks right. great. Even if their hair looks a fluff, right? <laughs> just tell your hair looks awesome today because you know what? If their hair looks a fluff, they feel it, right? right. But, oh, hey, you know, so just something. I, I just think, I mean, I'm smiling. You guys can hear it, I'm sure, through the through this right. segment we that- are. Right. Yeah, that we're that we're both smiling, just talking about it. And, you know, smiles are contagious. And, you know, even when things are are just as we're going through this pandemic and everything we're going through right now, if we could just find something good in each day, like my friend Sharon, we we're talking about earlier, she's every day she gets up, she had a, she had a contest on her Facebook. What's the first thing I do in the morning? The first thing she does in the morning, she thanks she's thankful for being able to open her eyes in the morning. Right. And there are so many people who you know, don't have that or don't have a loved one who opens their eyes. And I certainly am around a lot of that, right? They open their eyes, but sometimes like they're not really present in a way. So that that really is a beautiful thing. Um, You know, people, people don't realize the importance of smiling in self-care. Yeah. Um, Even laughter, laughter is a very, is a, is when they say laughter is the best medicine, laughter really is a strategy for self-care. So when I said uh, briefly earlier, go into a bathroom, um, pull up a joke or a comedy routine, the endorphins that that releases uh, in your body creates a a whole different mood inside of you. So it's smiling really leads to laughter. Now there's another thing about smiling that people don't realize. And because I'm a speech and language pathologist, and this is part of my profession, smiling is really the only way you get to exercise and increase the blood flow in your cheeks. Ah, I didn't know that. I learned something new. (laughs) Right. Smiling. And of course, laughing even more so because when you laugh, you really, it's it's almost an exaggerated smile. Right. So if you really think about the fact that you want to increase the blood flow to your cheeks and increase the the elasticity and the the tone in your in your cheek muscles, then you really need to be smiling more often. All right, ladies, you heard it here. You better start smiling and laughing more. <laughs> Forget about the wrinkle cream. Just smile. <laughs> I love it. And that's you know we were talking about the the camper. That's why I'm doing the campers. I want to. I feel like you know through this pandemic. We've had, you know, we, I'm not a me too movement. I'm not, you know, great for them, whoever, whatever movement you want to do that makes you better go for it. I'm not behind any movement. I'm behind the fact that I want women to have other women meet them where they're at and be like, how can I support you? Because I feel like through the pandemic, we kind of did a shift backwards because maybe, you know, your spouse was the one who had the bigger income. So they had to keep their job while you, the mo- the CEO mom had to become a teacher or vice versa, you know, right. could be the CEO dad. And I feel like, you know, right now, especially with everything going on, we're kind of in this w- world again, where the, the, it may be the, the CEO mom is having to play back a role of what, you know, putting her stuff back on a shelf again. And, and I want them to know they're not alone. Let's, how can we help you? How can, you know, I I don't know what the statistic is, but there's so many more people that are retiring now since the pandemic because they realized how much they enjoyed being, you know, in that realm, or they're realizing, I don't want to work a nine to five job. I want to do something that I love. And so those are the conversations we're going to have on the road. And we're going to bring speakers and authors and, 
and trainers or even people who have an opportunity to introduce a business to other women to show them there's a lot out there for at, for at your fingertips. Well, so that's uh, it's interesting that you say that not to interrupt because I don't know that people are aware and uh, that many people who start um, who become entrepreneurs later on in life. Um, and as you say, there's more of that now as people are leaving the workforce or finding that they have passions to pursue. I actually just wrote a, a blog post about that, not uh, this week, um, the week before about what's your dream. And um, that 70% of older adults who start businesses, now five years after uh, businesses are started, um, 70% of those started by older adults are still operational five years later, as opposed to, I think it's 25% started by younger adults. Wow. That's amazing. Well, you know, I don't know. I don't remember their names, but I don't know if you remember when um, Shark Tank first came out a long time ago, there was these two sweet little ladies who said they did not want to sit in a rocking chair and rock on the front porch like their friends and knit. They wanted to be an entrepreneur. So they took xylitol and they melted it down who they were told xylitol, you can't melt it and do anything with it. So they had this big block. If you could picture a block, a rectangle block of xylitol melted. I thought, what can we do with this? They added flavors to it before they melted it. They got the block and they go, okay, now what? They literally took a hammer and hit it and they had ice chips. Yeah. Yes. So they created a company called ice chips. And I believe that they, I believe they sold the company not to a couple of years ago, but it became this phenomenal company. And I even had them, I offered to my clients when I used to see clients face to face for their health and wellness, they would buy them from me. So it was like, it was such a cool story. So it goes right with what you were saying. Right. And, and people, you know, there are so many passions that people have and, and um, that is an important part of self-care, finding your passion and pursuing it. Um, And it doesn't have to be large. It doesn't have to be something that's going to change the world or, or be a, you know, a large business. It could be something small, but that is an important part of self-care doing something for yourself that satisfies you. I totally agree with you. I think when you find your passion and and do something with it, like you said, big or small, whatever it is, you know, and it could be that you just give a talent of yours to somebody else to help them out. It's so rewarding and it's so good for your self-care. It's just, it's so important. And you know, that's those, those women that do that. That's why I call them sheroes, that they become the shero of that self-care, that they go after their passion, that they take that time for themselves and they learn how to do it without feeling guilty about it. So it's so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's where it's at. I think, right. That's, that's where it's at people and, and, and women, especially not that men don't need to exercise self-care. We're not saying that at all, but I think women very often lose themselves in the process because it's part of who we are. Um, because we give birth, we take care of children, we take care of families and we just extend that into life. Um, I think it's, um, is it Adam Grant's book, give and take? Um, I think it's his book, give and take that, um, yeah, that talks about, um, different types of, of, uh, givers. There's, you know, there, uh, there's selfless givers who obviously give of themselves selflessly, but the best giver is a person who gives and takes, who understands that they have to give to themselves 
as well as giving to somebody else. Oh my gosh, that's so important. I used to be the person that gave, 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 and never did, did, did for me. And I, it finally hit me one day. I'm like, I can't keep doing this. And I had a challenge in saying no to some things that I knew I should say no to. So I gave myself a challenge. I, I took a pebble and every day I had to move that pebble three times to say no to something. So I had to really think about when you, when I was asked for, to do something, be somewhere or whatever it might be, do I really want to do it? Is it the right thing for me? And I got to a point where I started understanding I don't have to feel guilty in saying no because I'm taking care of me. So I'm taking care of my self-care. And when I say no, it allows, because if I say yes to something I know I shouldn't do, it, it doesn't benefit me and it doesn't benefit you, right? Correct. But when I can say no and say it happily because we say yes so excitedly, <laughs> But we say, no, oh, 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 but, oh, oh. but I say no excitedly. And then what happens is there's somebody, maybe Phyllis is standing there waiting. I'm over here. Come ask me because you've been right. waiting to say yes to that. Right? right. So when I started really understanding that saying no, I don't have to feel guilty about it because I'm taking care of me and it's going to give somebody else the opportunity. That pebble, I never needed the pebble anymore. Oh, that's phenomenal. I love that. Uh, the other thing that I'm thinking about is that um, is that when you're saying uh, when you're saying yes in a way that's not making you happy, you're actually doing more damage to yourself. Absolutely. Um, and so I people think that that um, that when you're saying no, that you're selfish, right? or that when you're taking care of yourself, you're selfish, but it's really not selfishness. And they think that self-love is selfish, but it really is not, it's essential. And I think that's what we're saying in all of this, that Absolutely. it really is, I want people to understand, you and I both want people to understand that this is essential. It's really the food you need for yourself, the food and the fuel, if you want to be able to give. I totally agree with you. And, and the thing is, is, you know, people used to, I, I had a great coach that her and I, we share ideas with. And she said to me, I used to say balance. She goes, Pearl, I'm going to mix up that word. And when she said it, I was like, oh, that totally makes sense. We can never be fully in balance in our world, right? right? I mean, like you and I were in Vegas. How can my family be balanced when they're here on the East Coast and I was on the West Coast, right? I'm not in balance. Right. But how can I have harmony in my life, right? right? That's the key is finding harmony in your in your life and knowing that you don't have to feel guilty and saying no because you're taking care of you. And if the other person can't understand that and they're projecting that you that you're being selfish, then that's their issue. It's not your issue. Correct. Because they're not at that point where you are going, I have to say no because you know, I I'm going on a staycation this weekend, maybe, right? right? Like once a quarter, I go on a staycation. I go away, I go to a beach and I stay away for like maybe one to two nights. And it's just, it's not just for me, but it's also for my family because when I can get refreshed and, you know, my kids are older now, it benefits all of us together and it keeps that harmony in my life. You know, it's interesting that you say that because when my kids were younger and I was married at that time, I had this timeshare and, um, it was one of my favorite places, Newport, Rhode Island. And, and the timeshare that I had the week was around um, Mother's Day uh, week. And so what I used to do is I used to go for a couple of days 
Um, because I used to say, well, Mother's Day, I'm, I'm with my children all the time. It's Mother's Day. So I used to go like on a Friday night and come back Sunday. So we'd have Mother's Day dinner together. But that was my Mother's Day weekend. Absolutely. And, um, and I didn't feel guilty about it at all. I thought it was the best thing I could do. I think it's a great idea. And any CEO mom that's listening to this, that that's what they need to do is, you know, to do those kind of things. I mean, listen, I keep saying CEO mom, and I think it's important that we understand that, you know, if you're a mom that's home, you're running a household. And so, you know, you too, like those of us that are entrepreneurs are working a, a, a nine to five job, you've got to take that time for yourself because you've got to be refreshed. And there's no guilt in doing that at all. I coach women and they'll be like, Oh, but my husband doesn't want to. I'm like, um, excuse me. It takes two to make that baby. Right, so right, let's right. just talk about some responsibilities, right? <laughs> so, Absolutely. I love that. And, and then I say, listen, it has to be both ways. So make sure he's going and doing something for himself right. too, right? And a lot of men do take the time. They, they don't think of it as self-care, but they find that time, whether it's a sports thing or hanging out with guys, whatever it is. I'm not saying that all men do that. But they, right. they, they don't think of it as self-care, but they do somehow find that time. And a lot of women, we we say, oh, yes, my husband is out with the guys or my husband did this or my husband did that. Um, and, and we think that we have to be there all the time. I think it's changing quite a bit uh, in I all think, fairness. Yeah. I think it's changing. But I think you and I and talking about this and bringing it to the forefront of the conversation will make people more aware and more inclined to, um, to do those things. I so agree. And that's why I can't wait to get on the road and do the, you know, popping with Pearl conversation trailer. So I'm excited about that. And having, having been on here today with you, Phyllis too, is just, these are, these are the reasons why I do what I do so we can get this message out there. So can you uh, offer any contact information or how people can find out about uh, either your Saturday night, um, your yeah, definitely. So um, you can reach me. My website is as wsliving.com. That's wsliving.com. Um, you can email me pearl at wsliving.com. And our clubhouse room, I'm going to get it for you one second here. It's underneath the spilling tea self care room. And um, it is Saturday evenings at 7 p.m. And just go in there and join us and we'll let you in and just have a conversation around how we can support you as a, as a caregiver and, and help you with that. And then, you know, I'm on, I have my own podcast called Conversations with Pearl and Phyllis is going to be on there again with us soon. So we have many conversations on there around what we've been talking about here too today. So um, yeah, just reach out to us. I'm on Instagram at Women Successful Living as well. So Yep. You can find us there. We'd love to talk and chat and see how we can support you. Okay. Well, that sounds great. Thanks so much, Pearl, for, for taking the time to be with me today. Uh, we have so many synergies around self-care, around how we care for caregivers and, and the needs that, um, that we know that women have. And I, I'm sure that the listeners learn much information and, and they'll be inspired to explore not only the possibilities, but to reach out to you and participate in some of the things that you're doing. So I'm signing off now for today. Please join me on the next episode of Senior Straight Talk, sponsored by Active Pure Technology, for more informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. Please remember to like, click, and share the episodes. And until next time, stay well, stay safe, and stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Senior Straight Talk. 
Join your host, Phyllis Amon, again soon for another episode on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or your favorite podcast platforms.